Shit. Welcome to another episode of the How'd I Get Here podcast, the podcast for positivity, progression, and finding your own path, and chicken broth. Um, <laughs> it's your co-host, Mr. Brown, Broken, Ugly, Jake. What up? What up? How y'all doing? It's your boy Spence, King Aquarius, Wealth Strategist. <laughs> Wait. Chicken broth? It, <laughs> I just felt it was appropriate It's the for, chicken drip. Yeah, wow, that's disgusting. Um, before we <laughs> we right, yeah, we, we ain't gonna do that. Uh, before we dive into the nitty gritty of everything that we do, uh, hello, hola, beautiful young lady. Uh, we brought a friend with us tonight. What do you want to be called? Shay, a mixologist. Shay, mixologist. What? Do Shayla Shay for short. Shayla Shay for short. The mix Shay the mixologist. Ooh. What up, Shay? Okay. Tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself before we dive into this. Um, I don't know, not much to say. Um, oh, come on. <laughs> a little bit about myself. I'm a bartender and a student and a life lover. And what are you going to school for? I'm currently studying social services. Oh, what do you want to do with that? I don't know. That's a good question. Time will tell. I don't know. Heard you. What does life lover mean? I don't know. I just love life. I like having a good time. I like positive vibes. Mm. You know. You're a world traveler. We can say that. <laughs> you wouldn't say you're a world traveler? No, I actually just took my first trip out of the country. <clears throat> last really? Month. That was my first time leaving the U.S. I feel like I always see you on trips. You see me traveling nationally, not internationally. Ah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Got gotcha. the secrets out, man. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Come on, I didn't mean to throw you under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, you gotta start sometime. Hey, Facts. that's what's up, though. Better late than never. Um, well, shit, we like to uh, start every episode with a question that ain't got nothing to do with everything. But before we do that... I was going to say, we do have an announcement. Is that what we're going to the announcement? Yeah. Did I cut you off? I'm sorry. Well, I, yeah. My bad. Like, I was going to do it real smooth, and then you just cut me the fuck off. All right, so we're going to cut back. <laughs> so, yeah, we normally do... <laughs> Sponsors are going crazy right now. We're about to lose shit. Um so, guys, with all that being said, you know every other week we are at the Key Bookstore, an amazing, amazing black-owned establishment right in the heart of Hartford, Connecticut. They are starting a um, crowdfunding campaign that is actually already live. You can find it at keybookstore.com. They're trying to raise $350,000 to help with logistics, staffing, and upgrade the features and grow to the next level. And... um. You guys see the How'd I Get Here podcast has grown exponentially. Great word. Thank you. You taught me that word. Um, so basically, Teamwork. we got that done with you guys' help. So help <clears throat> Key Bookstore get to that next level. Dope. Uh, also, on April 16th, the Key Bookstore is launching their premier book fair party club, similar to the Board Ape Yacht Club. You'll need the NFT to attend this version of your childhood scholastic book fair. Um, and just so you know, uh, they're going to be having drinks, books, metaverse experiences, exclusive merch, and more. It's like uh, your childhood coming uh, to life in a, in a sense. You know what I mean? <laughs> what happened? I, someone tried to mount something to me and I can't read lips. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, well, we've got about an hour to get that shit right. Uh, but no, you remember we used to have a lot of fun as kids at those bookstores looking at shit we couldn't afford. Um, but I feel like this is going to be different. I'm excited for that that adult book fair to happen. Um, mm -hmm. But shit, 
we we normally start off with a question, Shay, um, to dive into things. Uh, the big guy. Hold on. Before we get there, how do you feel about the name King Aquarius? We ask all our guests. Facts. Don't feel uh, be afraid to offend him. That's very confident. Ooh. You're the Thank first you. person to say that. Gang, gang. Why is it? What's confident about it? Because he self-proclaimed himself as king? I mean, honestly, I feel like if you look at yourself like a king, you call yourself a king. Like, that's confidence right there. So how do you, differ- shit, queen. How do you differentiate between confidence and cockiness? This is me just playing devil's I advocate. Mean, to me, I think it's, it's pretty obvious. Um, cockiness, you're, you think you're better. Confidence, you know you're great. Ooh. I like to cheat. <laughs> <laughs> he said, we got people taking notes, but I'm going to take notes myself. Yeah, right? Um, word. No, that's, you're the first person to give that great answer in all the time we would do. I appreciate that. Um, big guy, what's, what's the question for today? Got it. So I saw a video that's actually pretty old. I saw the video like a couple weeks ago, but I saw it again and actually watched it. So this is going to be for both of you. I feel like one of us will give you a little biased. But Uh are high-earning women less attractive? I saw that. Who's going to be the biased one? I'm a woman. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like she would keep it funky, no? I I can't find any reason to say that they would be less attractive. But, right, why why would a high-earning woman be less attractive so what the video was saying <clears throat> was that he was he was like talking to some woman and she's like yeah you know i have this that i like i have this in place i have this i have this like i don't need anything other than a partner and like someone to have children with like that's all the woman said something like that okay. yeah and he was like well you all set <laughs> like it's almost like she brought too much to the table because she didn't bring enough Ooh. So is that what it is? So his cockiness didn't fill up the confidence. So so would it be appropriate to say that, and this is not what I'm saying. This is me just like dissecting the question that you said. A woman who makes a lot is intimidating. Is it less? Oh, so intimidating being less attractive. I guess that's me kind of changing the question around because a woman... Who already has a lot, right? She don't need your money. She don't. She just needs your time, love, and affection. You get what I'm saying? So maybe for a man who is weaker, who feels like they can't provide that, right, might look at you like, damn, can I really keep up with that? So maybe that's intimidating. What do you need me for? You know? Um, That's interesting. I think looking at it as like a primitive standpoint, like... I feel like, like in like let's say Africa, right? When lions are looking to like mate with the female lion, right? Like they puff their chest up, they show like what they're bringing to the table. Like, no, this is like I'm the king of the jungle. Like, this is my shit. So the man wants to feel like he is in charge. Yeah, and I feel like her being high earning and bringing so much to the table. Like you say, it's like damn. Like I probably doesn't have (laughs) he can't compete with that. Like you, you outdid me here. Could you date a girl that made more money than you? Yeah. Oh. Not for long, but yeah. What does that mean? Because eventually I'm gonna like outwork her. I like, like, I like. I think a partner. <laughs> I think a partner would be cool to be like. 
have a, uh, you know, like, like a, it's health- a competition. Yeah, like a healthy competition to the household. What about motivation, not competition? It's synonymous. You think so? Yeah, like I'm motivated to compete with you. This yeah. competition is motivating. To me, that's how I see it. But if you guys are one, it shouldn't be. Like trying to outdo the other. But it, right. it also is like relatively speaking, because if we look at Jay-Z and Beyonce, like doesn't Beyonce gross more than he does? Sure. Yeah. I, I think. I thought of like whoever made that statement, in order to think about it, like they're not wrong or like why they think that. I think that that statement could apply to the, a certain type of man. And maybe it's just the type of man that wants a woman that he can take care of. That he wants a woman that kind of needs him in a way. It's giving codependent. But if that's what he likes or that's what um, like his desires are in a woman, then I can understand why a woman that brings so much to the table would be less attractive. But I don't think that as like a blanket statement. I don't think a lot of people would really agree with that. Yeah, they, <clears throat> from the commas, they were getting ripped apart. It shouldn't. But everyone there agreed with him. Like there was three men there and they were all like. They want a woman they can take care of. Is it take care of? They don't want a woman that can hold her own. They want a woman that needs that support. So to your point, is it a woman you can take care of or a woman you can control? I think to them, there's a control factor of maybe they feel like they would be the ones controlled if she... I don't know. To me, it's just like... No, because they... You and I are dating, right? And I make more money than you. So I kind of have more say with, like, the money in the household, right? But then if you make more money than me, how can I really tell you what we doing with this money? You get what? That's why I say she would have more control, no? I I don't know if I'm conveying that. It's situational. I guess, like, can we we talk, like, actual numbers? Oh, we know you're a numbers guy. <clears throat> it's going to be easier for me to wrap my head around it. So let's use simple numbers. Like, So maybe she makes 100K and he makes 60. Right. All right, so now let's make it like relatable to that. So, well, it's the same uh, example I just gave. If she's making 100K, mm-hmm. she's probably putting more into the bills, more to savings, more to everything. So I'm thinking of family vacations. It's like, yo, I really want to go here. No, we going here. <laughs> <laughs> but I really, I wanted to okay. see this. I'm like, we're going here. Right, like, like, imagine you being like, babe, I want to go to Paris this year. Can we afford it? Mm. <laughs> you know, nah, I actually want to go to Turks and Caicos. That's, you get what I'm saying? Like, so somebody I feel like who is not comfortable in themselves, right? wouldn't feel uncomfortable if their woman made more than them because they would be seen as not man enough. I think that's a small segment, but I could get it. If like if we're basing it all on fight like to me, I guess money isn't everything, but it's like, bro, like what else are you bringing to the table other than cuz this is like a such a small piece of an overall like equation of being together. Um but it's so big. But, like, so to expand upon this, right, like, what if they're both millionaires and one is grossing and five and the other one's matter. three? It's like, right, you know, like, this isn't even relative anymore. But I guess, I mean, I don't know the guys on there. I'd have to do a little more research, but. That's what I want to know. Like, who I they are? Say, like, what do you have going on in your life? Like, what's your life like? Like, what type of women are you dating? I got some baby moms. You to have hmm. that view. Um, <laughs> what are they bringing to the table? So. 
Don't you hate when you're driving around Hartford or just wherever you live and you see a beautiful brand new black car and you can just look directly inside of it? It's like they're just fish bowling. Yo, that's that's wild, bro, because you just uh, described Toothless, my uh, brand new car. But I got somebody to fix that. Platinum Wraps. They got everything you need from tents for your windows to wrapping cars and even caskets. Oh, Platinum Wraps in Bloomfield, where basic is not an option. Yeah, bro, they'll take care of you. And shout out to Platinum Wraps for being our official sponsor for this season. Mm. So, so let me ask you a question, right? Since we're talking about dating, right? And we have a bartender. A bartender or mixologist? A mixologist is just a... A bougie way to say bartender? I guess. I don't like... I don't prefer that term at all. I feel like it's just like... It's like a... I feel like a mixologist means like you throwing shit around. Yeah. And people that, <laughs> people that refer to themselves that way, like they, they take that craft seriously. Like it's about the showmanship for them, if you ask me. Um, for me, it's just about the recipe and entertaining my customers. And Which you do a great job. But can I like do a shameless plug and tell them where to find you? No? Okay, guys, she's a great bartender. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, so since we're talking about, like, relationships and men versus women and judging and stuff, what I feel like, you know, with when it comes to men, right, it's, like, one of those things, like, and you might even be able to be able to relate this to smoking, right? When Like, if a man is drinking or smoking, it's like, oh, nah, like, he's just over there drinking. But if a woman does it, it's unless she's drinking wine, and these, are, again, are not my views, let me preface this, like it's all seen as like unclassy or messy if a girl is drunk. You know what I mean? So, go ahead. I struck a nerve. So I guess like being, like having worked at college bars and like clubs, there's like a different level to like, when a girl gets super drunk until like when a guy gets super drunk. Cause you know, they're wearing heels. <laughs> like, they're all dressed up. <laughs> uh -oh. <laughs> uh -oh. Like from what I see, like life gets a little more difficult after that fifth shot in that situation compared to a dude who's like, you know, a little bit bigger can handle the liquor cause they could drink the same amount, but like typically the woman's gonna get a little more drunk from what I've seen. Like, I mean, guys get obnoxious, rowdy, and like violent. Women get like really woozy. Is that the word? Like, just like. I, I feel like you want to say sloppy without saying sloppy. Oh, no, that's the word. Yeah, sloppy, that part. I wasn't even thinking about that. Nah, but that's, I, I was trying to be subjective, but speak on it because you about to rip us both apart. No, I mean, I understand like that could be a lot of people's standpoint, but I feel like it's not necessarily about like the moment of like, a guy being drunk versus a girl being drunk. I think it's more like the lifestyle. Like if a guy goes out every single weekend, all three days, he's out Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Oh yeah. Um, people don't really judge him for that. But if a girl's outside You're all weekend, trashy, yeah, yeah, bar hopping, like you look at her like a little bit different. Like you might assume she's promiscuous. You think that she's not classy. Like really? I think that that gives people judge women more so for that if they like to have fun often versus men. Like if a guy's going out all weekend. Why are you really saying that to him? So, so one of my mm. biggest things, like, I don't smoke, right? I don't frown upon it, but I just don't smoke, right? My thing is drinking. But one of my biggest, like, I guess you could say pet peeves is someone who can't handle their liquor, mm. male or female, right? But if I'm talking to a girl, right, like, obviously I want to go out with my lady <clears throat> and we can have drinks and whatever, but the second you become sloppy is when it's like, 
bro, that's not even attractive anymore because I can handle my liquor. Now, I'm not expecting you to drink as much as me, but I am expecting you, especially at 29 years old, well, me being 29, if you're going to be around me, to be able to know your limits and be like, all right, cool, I'm going to have two or three, and then that's it. You know, and, and still be able to function, whereas, like, one of the biggest turnoffs, and I, I'll tell a funny story later, um, about, like, bro, I had this chick drunk off tequila, right? She said, oh, let's do a tequila tasting. Next you know, we're taking drinking drinking three different tequilas straight, right? And she's like slurring her words, dropping drinks, and it's like, bro, that's just not even cute no more. You get what yeah. I'm saying? So and that and that that could be also reverse. Like a girl could be a strong drinker and a guy could be the sloppy one. But for me, my thing is like if you can't handle your liquor, know when to stop. Yeah. And that's where I don't want to say judgment, but that's where my thing comes into play. Like, bro, it's just not even fun anymore. Why you don't want to say judgment? Because I'm not judging you because you can't handle your liquor. You, you can't earn nothing. There's anything wrong with that. No, nah, I'm just saying you're just not for me. You just can't drink with me. Do your thing, just not with me. Yeah, yeah I feel that. Um, who do you think, like, how old are you? 29. 29. All right, cool. We're all around the same hey, age. Hey, when's your birthday? November. Oh, you're not a Gemini. Good. Scorpio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> um, so alright We were all We all experienced Up around the rocks like on, Oh those were great days No You never experienced uppers Where'd you grow up I did I didn't say I didn't You guys just Put words in my mouth No but you made a face Like Cause I I honestly didn't experience it As a 21 year old I had like I was in there with my fake ID A couple times I mean they were 18 plus Pretty wasted Oh why am I thinking About something else <laughs> You talking about uppers over there, oh, over there on the corner by Envy. Whatever else you was thinking about. Someone, but I was drunk. <laughs> but I didn't know what I was doing. I was young. A lot of us I didn't. I was so intoxicated. So, and I feel like, who do you think, objectively, who do you think parties harder during that stage in their life? Between like 18 to 25. What are you talking about in terms of gender? Yeah. I think everyone's going here. I don't think it has nothing to do with gender. I think it has more to do with what you're going through. Or what you've experienced in life. You get what I'm saying? Because, like, you have those... When did y'all start drinking? Like, like not when did you have your first drink, but when did y'all start drinking? Uh, middle school. Excuse me? Like, drinking regularly or just, like... Yeah, like, when was drinking <laughs> a thing? That's High, high school? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said. Not when did you have your first drink. When did you start, like, drinking, like, high school? Probably, like, my junior I year. I was, like, 18. Like, I did a little bit here and there in high school, but it wasn't, like... Right, so I, I started drinking freshman year of college, right? Um, but you could tell when you got to college, right, the people who were, like, sheltered and were just, like, let loose their You're freshman the year. You get what I'm saying? And, like, at that age, like the uppers age, to get back to your point, you could tell the people that were just like, fuck it, I'm on Pinnacle and UV Blue and getting fucked up in Four Locos versus – yeah, Whoa. we all, we, bro, we we all been there. Wowzers. Have you ever seen Blue Throw Up? Yeah. Oh. But you get, but to answer your question, like, I feel like those are the people that are going harder. Like, bro, that freshman year of college, I seen more people, like, fucked up, shitting on themselves and throwing up than just because they didn't know how to handle their shit, male and female. So I don't think it really has anything to do with gender, but, like, in the UK, their drinking age is eight, or Europe. Drinking age is 18. So they learn. Think about it. If our drinking age is 21, we probably started drinking at 
16, 17, 18, right? Whereas their drinking age is 18, so they're probably drinking 14 before. I a paper on this before. And it was basically like asking, so in other countries where the drinking age is younger, is it a benefit to people as far as like alcoholism and abusing alcohol because you have access to it quicker? Well, sooner. Um, and so what'd you find? I chose the stance of no. Like I did some research, I read a lot of different things and I chose the stance of no because basically everything I read talked about how, yeah, they have more access to it, but they have just as high of numbers of um, alcoholism and abuse of alcohol mm. and drugs as, as we do. It doesn't really prevent anything at all. So they just started earlier. Essentially. But when I, so I, after I graduated college, right, I went and lived in Europe for three years, right? And some of the stuff I saw, like, drunk people doing then, and maybe I was a little older, so I was in different crowds, but I would never see shit over there that I would see over here. Drunk people in bars throwing up, passing out, like just the the simple shit of like, oh yeah, that person's sloppy. And granted, it happens everywhere. Obviously, that's not what I'm. It's less sloppy. It's it's less it's less sloppy over there than I witnessed over here. And maybe I was in a different environment, so I really can't compare the two because I'm comparing college to an adult. You know what I mean? But that was just my experience. I didn't really see as many fights. Obviously, fights happened. Right, but you can attribute a lot of fights at bars probably to people just being drunk. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like stuff like that. I didn't really witness over there. Whereas like you go out over here, Upper on the Rocks. How many drunk fu- fights? How many nights at Uppers ended because of fights? Uppers got closed because of fights. Because of killing. Well, yeah, I didn't want to. <laughs> but right. You, but you get what I'm trying to say. Like I just witnessed the drinking culture <clears throat> is just so much different word yeah so what it and i guess this is a loaded question um why do you guys drink and it's very broad but it's broad for a reason i mean now that i'm almost 30 i think when i was younger you drink because of the effect that it has on you and you're just trying to like kind of get to a different space but now I think I drink because I like the taste. Like, I drink cocktails that I enjoy. And just because it kind of takes the edge off, like, at times mm. when you might just feel like kind of had a long day. Let me drink this glass of wine. Just to so, chill. Yeah, it's going to relax you. Just socially. Like, if I'm hanging out with people, I right. drink. Other than that, like, I could, if none of my friends drank, I wouldn't drink. I feel like you've drank a lot more since you've started chilling with me. Probably again, like maybe I relapsed. <laughs> yeah, because I used to drink far too much. That's why I asked that initial question. Just I don't know, because I feel like all the guys that I hung out with, like a bunch of athletes, maybe like fraternity folk, um, we just used to drink a lot, which obviously builds up a tolerance. I don't know if we were necessarily escaping anything. We were just like looking to have fun with our friends. Um, I don't, I've never been a woman, so do, like, do women have that experience, like, with your girlfriends? Like, you guys just... Like, to get, escape? or Not to escape, or I, just, like, you're hanging out and, like, yo, let's just let's just drink because, one, this is new to us, um, and just see what happens type of thing. Like, I don't know, I, I've never been a... 
I don't think I've ever been drinking to uh never mind, I did that. I did it once. <laughs> Can you <laughs> finish that sentence? I, I, I've never I've never drank to escape anything other, other than one time and it was the worst feeling ever. Remember when Pig's Eye had those big the ass glasses? Cups. Yeah. Yeah, right. So I was you buy a cup for ten dollars and you refill it for a dollar. Yeah. So I was <laughs> fighting with my ex one time, um, in Rhode Island and she was just annoying the hell out of me and I was just like I just don't want to be here right now. So, so you drove from Rhode Island to Connecticut for Pig's Eye? No. Oh. Um, so I had a few of these glasses because I used to be a regular, and they had different designs, right? So I filled it up with wine. Mind you, I'm not a wine drinker. I filled up this big-ass Pig's Eye glass with wine and chugged it, and like my world just started spinning. And I'm just like, I don't like wine. This is horrible. So then like I got, I did that to get away from her, and then she had to end up taking care of me. That <laughs> <laughs> was the worst. The worst. But that but that's almost the question I was alluding to. Like, what about people that drink to cope? Cause I've been in places like, bro, I'm just getting fucked up tonight. You know what I mean? And and sometimes <sighs> yeah. that doesn't make it better because now I'm just drunk and really thinking about whatever I'm trying to escape. But sometimes just like like anybody that knows me, like I told Lee this morning, I was like, Lee, I barely drank this weekend. She was like, what's barely drank? I was like, yo, I had six drinks over the weekend. She was like, I'm impressed. And everybody was like, six drinks? I was like, yeah, I normally drink six drinks in a night. At least, yeah. Right, and, and I had that over the course of three days. So not that I'm coping with anything right now, but some people, you, you get what I'm saying, will use drinking as an escape. And a lot of, some people. I've will, seen it firsthand. So speak on that. You probably see that often. Being a bartender. We, yeah, and honestly, the regular even degulous. just in life, like, I think people go through stuff and they can't get over it, and that's, like, one way that's just going to always make you forget because once you're drunk, you're not going to worry about what happened to you that kind of, like, messed you up a couple years ago that you can't get over or what mm. happened a few months ago that you can't get over. But I know, like, for me, um, I lost a parent, like, two years ago, 2019. And in the first couple months after that, I was getting messed up. And it's because I wasn't okay, and I just didn't. <clears throat> I didn't really want to deal with reality. You know what I mean? Right. You didn't know how else to. Right. But I, I know it was like kind of like a phase. It was like a moment in life for me, so it didn't last forever. You know, I was like my habits became better. I didn't like rely on that. But some people kind of get into that mindset, and it stays there. Mm. And like that's where we see addiction. Like that's where alcoholism comes into play. Right. Is and maybe this is. I don't know if it is alcoholism is that hereditary or is that could be like is that a learned behavior like i know that if you come from alcoholism like if your parents experience that then you're at higher risk of it so in, in my family um especially obviously people like, oh puerto ricans all they drink is rum uh whatever when i started drinking right my mom used to be like oh you're gonna become an alcoholic like your grandfather and, and it's like Mom, I'm 18. I just got to college. I'm, I'm drinking like I, like to me it didn't process. But now, being older, I understand what she was trying to say. So that's interesting, right? So she told you this when you started drinking, right? Do you think it would have been more beneficial if she kind of planted the seed and educated you earlier on? It's like, hey, listen, this actually runs in my so like like this actually runs in our family. Um, you know, eventually one day you're gonna be able to drink. Right. You should drink responsibly. And like, you know, kids here they're like, hey, yeah, whatever. You fucked up. It's two dollar drinks tonight, Bob. <laughs> like, um, 
yeah, I mean, like, do you think that she did you a disservice? Like, should she have told you sooner? Or I, did you I, receive it well? I don't think she did me a disservice. I do attest being an athlete or, you know, to a lot of my reasons. Like, because every year that I would play soccer, right, in college, we had a dry season. So from August all the way to November, we couldn't drink. I would drink one day in that three and a half months, which was my birthday. You get what I'm saying? But you can't tell me I'm going to be an alcoholic or I am an alcoholic if I could stop drinking for three months. Yeah, you can. Because for alcohol... At 18 years old, that was that was my train of thought. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? But like you, like you were about to say, people relapse and stuff. You know what I mean? But I even, like to, to answer your question, my mom would send us to Puerto Rico every summer, right? Mm. And when I was younger, I mean, my grandfather would just get drunk. Sometimes he would chase us around in the house with a chancla and act crazy, right? Was he but, joking or like? But he was drunk. So it, whether he was joking or not, as a kid. You got to see it. That part. God. I got to experience that. So now as an adult, I know, one, anybody, a lot of people see me and be like, yo, Jake, were you drunk last night? But yeah, I was fucked up. But you can't tell because I know how to carry myself. Mm-hmm. But I also know when like, all right, bro, enough is enough. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I also know because as a kid, I experienced that where to draw that line because not that I have ever gotten to the point that I've been like belligerent and sloppy and, and wilding out to that point. But I also don't ever want to get to that point or get to the point where I'm dependent on it and, and like, oh, my God, I I need alcohol. You know what I mean? Man, remember when we first started and we used to just have to use a phone as a camera, set it up, run back around, get in place, and just hope for the best? Yeah, bro. Now we got some quality and reliability behind the camera. Matter of fact, we live in Lavish. Lavish Life Films, the official videographer of the How'd I Get Here podcast. Book them for all your videographer and editing needs. So do you think that your experience with your grandfather made you like more aware um, in your habits? I think subconsciously. I think sometimes things happen to us that it sticks with us and you may not really always think about it, but it's you're like aware of it. You know what I mean? Like I remember those summers going there, you know what I mean? And then now, like, it sucks because my grandfather's in his 70s. And, like, my mom's like, oh, well, you know, he's he needs to go to the doctor. He needs to do this. He needs to do that, right? And I'm like, yeah, but he's 75 years old. If he wants to drink four beers and get drunk, like, he's lived his life. You get what I'm saying? So, like, me now saying, like, hey, if he still wants to drink, now he's not, like, wild how he was when we were kids. But if that's what gets him through his days at an old age, it's like, bro, let the man live. But I also know, like, where I am and what, how much I like to drink to make sure I don't get to that. You know what I mean? Like, that has definitely subconsciously and sometimes consciously been like, okay, remember that. Because not everybody likes people who drink. Not everybody has had a good experience. You know what I mean? Or what about, like, honestly, addiction? Like, I mean, not wanting to get to that. If I if I had to stop drinking, I absolutely could. Forever? I don't see why I would have to stop drinking forever. No, 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 no. Answer the question. But <laughs> if, 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 if there was a good enough reason, like I always said, whenever I found my wife yeah. and she, she gets pregnant, right, for that nine months, because she can't drink, I'll stop drinking with her for nine months. 
I always said that. And if I was really an alcoholic, would I really be able? I feel like I'm in an AA meeting right now. But, <laughs> no, no, no. But I, you know what I mean? Like, if 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 an opportunity, if the if I went to the doctor tomorrow and they said, "Yo, you've got liver disease and you need to stop drinking right now," I could stop drinking. That's fair. Okay. So, to go back to people drinking to forget and escape things, right? Um, so I've like I've seen people who like they try to do that but because i'm their friend like if they don't like cross the threshold to like i'm fucked up oh, damn i've done said it like three times i've been trying not to cuss like that um <laughs> <laughs> my bad um talk your shit king like it ends up coming out so it's like what do you, you not want to be like whatever's hurting them mm. so it's like instead of like being conscious and talk about it let's get just torn up Sometimes I like to drink because it makes it easier to let it out. Yeah, I bro, I done cried a couple people, times drunk. You ever it. been in Marvin's room? We is. all been in Marvin's room. What is Marvin's room? You, you know Marvin's. Been, I know the song. You ever been drinking and driving? Hey, drinking. Hey. You ever been drinking and driving? <laughs> hey, we ain't gonna answer that question. But, but wait, so explain Marvin's, Marvin's room? room to me. So you know the Drake Drake song, "Cops for the Road and yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So basic. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> so basically, he got drunk and called his ex, and got all emotional and shit like that. But also, how did I get here? Podcast does not condone drinking <laughs> and driving or drinking and driving. Don't yes, drink and don't and drink and drive, and then don't drink or drive. <laughs> Listen, call an Uber. Uber, you better give us some money for the fun. The uh, Shameless plug we just did, but yeah. And if you're a single woman in New York, do not take Lyft. It's dangerous. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, but yeah, Marvin's room. You get drunk, you call your ex or call your. I've been there. Never. You you been? You in... said it makes it easier to like let it out. That just sounds so unhealthy. Nah, I, I mean those are two different things. I like <laughs> one. It makes it Marvin's room, right? <laughs> 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 All right. Two separate things. If we're going to talk about Marvin's room, right? Um, yeah, you get drunk and you just call an ex or call a shorty or whatever. If I'm talking about letting my feelings out towards whatever is going on, right? Sometimes you get drunk, you get emotional, and you just let it. You never been there? I mean, I've definitely cried when I was drunk a lot of times, but I didn't. A lot of times? Yes. Why? I don't know, because you get, like, and I'm talking about, like, not like, oh, I just had a few drinks and having a good time. It's like, I had too many drinks. I probably should have, like, not had those last two. And then your emotions Your mind starts to you. wander. Yeah, I guess you. Right. That, that, that is separate from Marvin's room. <laughs> <laughs> that is. So, all right. So, Marvin's room is, you don't have to be drinking to be in Marvin's room? Oh, no, that's what he's talking about. He was drinking. He ended up calling his ex or whatever. But you did say something that is very interesting that could be deemed as unhealthy is that you drink sometimes to then open up and express yourself. But I don't think you drink to get, like, drunk. You may have a couple drinks. Wait, are you talking about me in general? Yeah. Yeah, like, you may have a couple drinks to, like, all right, cool, like, this layer or this wall is down or it's cracked. So here's my thing, right? And that's where liquid confidence comes into play, right? There's certain bars and certain places that I will not go to if I'm not drunk. Because I, I know sober Jake won't have a good time. You get what I'm saying? So Can't or won't? 
I will not enjoy myself if I am here. How do you know that? Because I've done it and didn't have a good time. One time? Multiple. But miraculously, you will, you will, you you have a good time. You will not catch me sober at the Russian Lady Barcelona Bar Taco anywhere. You will not catch me at at those. Yeah. Listen, like at night it gets weird. So, <laughs> like, yeah, because West Hartford, this is like a relatability thing, right? So, you go out in West Hartford. Say you're at, say you're at Bar Taco in the nine to ten. Bar Taco. Park. If you guys would like to sponsor us, please do. But hey, yeah, them pork belly tacos. Officially, <laughs> um, those Baja fish tacos. No, the pork belly tacos. Fire. They're not paying for uh, um, paying us for this, by the way. So. Yeah, so like when you get there and it's past that nine to ten o'clock threshold, you're like, oh, I wonder what happens here at night. And like it turns into a little club. Bro, West Hartford it's different. scenes are yeah, it's wet, mad different. So like in the summertime, you just see a bunch of bros in polo shirts, khaki shorts, and boat shoes. Um Which is neither of us. Neither of us. Um everyone else, they wear the same thing. It's hard to hold a conversation because one, you're the one of the few brown folk that are there, um, and two, it's I don't want to get into it. You're <laughs> like the token brown person. Yeah, it's just like, oh my gosh, we only see like ten of you at night. Like, what are you doing here? So, so let me ask you a question: Have you guys ever been in a place, right, that you had to drink to take, <clears throat> excuse me, take the edge off? I mean, honestly, I'm not. I don't want to be in a situation where I feel like I have to. If I feel like right. I have to drink to take the edge off to be in that environment, I don't really want to be there. So back in the day, did when we used to pregame because everyone used to pregame, right? Was it to take the edge off before you got there, or was it to save money? I was saving money. <laughs> okay. I, I was I was saving money, but I've gone to college parties sober, and it's a total different vibe. Mm. It's. You being the only sober person there, you like. Mm. I've never been to a college party. So really? No. Like you've never showed up sober. Never. Oh, sober. So well, not like. I mean, I was an RA in college. I was an athlete. We always weren't allowed to drink, so there were times that I would go sober. But like, even now, there's places that. Granted, I preface all this by saying like there are some people that need to drink to be fun. And to have a good time, that's not me. But time and place. Mm. You hear what I'm saying? So there's certain times that it's like, yeah, if I'm going there, I know I need to drink. I think people that have to drink to, like, have a personality, like, that they're not okay. Okay they in what need. sense? So, like, if you can't go, if you consistently everywhere you go, if you need to have drinks in order to have a good time, if you need to have drinks in order to socialize, if you need to have drinks to have, like, the courage to, like, walk into a place that maybe you haven't before, then that's kind of, like, in my opinion, I think that's, like, a, a issue. A that's, coping mechanism. So, yeah. so what do you think about liquid confidence? That if you have to rely on that, that you need to recognize that you are relying on that. But and, some, and this is me just playing devil's advocate, some people are, one, and maybe this is to your point, not comfortable enough in themselves, right? So they need the liquor to, you know, approach man, uh, a male or female, right? But two, it's like liquor, and everyone could agree to this, takes the edge off. Yeah. yeah it makes you more comfortable. 
I think my thought process is more so from like my life experience and also being in the industry is that I, we don't really talk about how much alcoholism affects like people that we know, like in our inner circles, like in our families and everything like that. So I feel like when you are relying on that, to me, like I look at it, I'm like, that's a red flag. You might need to address some things. You might need to change some habits because I've been affected by alcoholism on both sides of right. my family. <clears throat> and so I look at it kind of like, what? where are you going? Like, what's going to be the end path? And then also thinking about people that I know. You've been doing this for years. Now kind of like, you know. So how has... Doing that for years, like, you're not in a good space. So especially someone that's surrounded... I am i don't want to assume. Have you been surrounded by, like, alcoholism growing up? Yes, in, in a way. Right, in, in a way. So someone who has been surrounded by alcoholism and then is now in the industry, how has drinking or drinking culture evolved as we grow. You know what I mean? Because we were just talking about like college and being like 18, 19, you drink because it's the cool thing and you want to be at a party and all I could afford is Burnett's and all that bullshit. Whereas now, Bacardi, Bacardi, you know what I mean? But now none of us in this room would even look at that stuff. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? So like, and we talked about wine. We talked about like, you know, certain now, right now, for some reason, I'm not for some reason, but like I'm gravitating more towards whiskeys. You know, like I love me a good vodka, like a Ciroc and Sprite's my thing, but I've been wanting to go to um, a lot of more whiskey distilleries. So, how has like drinking culture evolved as you get older to get away from like what you were just saying? I don't, I guess I don't really know how to answer that question, but I understand like what. Like what you're saying. Because we're not just drinking and just get fucked up anymore. Yeah. You know, are, are we? Well, you know what? I think, like, I think really maybe the some point people is the like when we're, when we're young, before we turn 21, when we're 21, when we're like doing that college, like partying and stuff, some people didn't grow out of it. Yeah. But that, like we, I'm speaking for all of us, hopefully, we did. Like we went on that journey and we had that fun. But as you get older, you realize like that's not, you don't have to get fucked up to go to this party. You don't have to binge drink Burnett's. You can drink things that taste good. And um, you can afford it too because alcohol is expensive. Mm-hmm. Like there, I even admit it now. There's times now I was like, damn, man, I really don't want to go buy that bottle of Henny. Damn, I don't want to go buy that. Like Burnett's was like an eleven dollar. Don't get me wrong, I'm not drinking Burnett's right now. Back then, I used to drink Burnett's. No, now you wouldn't catch me dead with a bottle of Burnett's. (laughs) If I could find a bottle for nine dollars, yes. When I was in college, so this is what we used to do, right? It was like six of us, six to eight of us. Everybody would chip in the money that we, everybody could afford, Mm -hmm. right? So if we went to the liquor store with a hundred dollars, right? We would get, like, a bottle of Ciroc or Goose or, like, higher-end liquor, right? And then, excuse me, everything else, the rest of the 75, 50 bucks would just be like, all right, let's get a bottle, two bottles of Burnett's because for that was 25 bucks. Let's get a bottle of UV because that's a good mixer. And then everything else would be chasers. And that would be, like, a Thursday or Friday. And the four or five bottles that we got had to last us till Sunday because we would drink Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You get what I'm, but that was like in college we didn't know any better. Yeah, my drinking experience I'm realizing is a little different than y'all's. Yeah. Yeah. So I started working out around the rocks when I was 18. <clears throat> um, I was working at the Marriott and I was the youngest one. Everyone there, the average age was like between 25 and 35. Um, so like if I went to up around the rocks, Russian lady, 960, poorhouse, black bear. 
I got discounted drinks. So I got like three dollar drinks anywhere. But you I were went. probably drinking bottom shelf shit. No, whatever like, I ordered. Like good shit. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um. And like all my again, all my friends were a little bit older, so like, and we all had money, so it's like, all right, like, what are we getting? I didn't know any better, so I'm like, all right, I guess we're drinking this. Um, I think the cheapest bottle I bought when I was younger was three olives, and it was a big. It was that's a, not even that bad. Yeah, it was like a big bottle for twenty right. dollars. Like, <laughs> yeah, you had money. I didn't have no money when right. I was eighteen. So, but y'all went to school. Yeah, I went to work. So like, yeah, yeah I was yeah I was outside hustling. 